Giving Credit is a podcast giving those making a difference their credit. On a weekly basis, we'll be interviewing parents, tech CEOs, financial experts, kid entrepreneurs, and others to learn about credit, education, financial literacy, and building wealth equity. Thanks for joining us. I am thrilled to welcome entrepreneur, best-selling author, and somebody who's an amazing business consultant and parent, Paul Halme, to the show. Thank you for joining us on Giving Credit today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. So you and I had been having conversations about how you help entrepreneurs and a little kind of light bulb moment went off, a little bell went off in my head and said, I really need to have you on this podcast because what you're talking about with businesses is so applicable to families and teaching kids as well. And so before we get into it, I'd love for you to give the audience a little bit about you and your background. Okay, great. Yeah, I grew up in a small town in South Dakota. Uh, and then went to college up there and then ran into a guy in college who was moving down to Dallas because he wanted to be in the UFC someday. This is back in 1993 when the UFC first started. So if you don't know what that is, that's uh, on TV all the time. Now it's a huge sport now, but back then it wasn't. Ended up moving down to Texas and literally met my wife two months later. And that was 25 years ago. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, 25. And then um, we did that and then ended up getting a job as a stockbroker through jujitsu, which was cool because I'd never gone to school for it, but I was really interested in it. Did that for six years. But towards the end of that, I fell in love being an entrepreneur and all my friends were entrepreneurs. I'm like, oh, I want to do what those guys do. And then I started helping them with their businesses, got into that and started my own business and then got really good at running that. And my claim to fame in that world was I hadn't won anything. I wasn't anybody special, but I was just the guy that figured out business and how to run a gym. So then people wanted me to help with consulting. So I wrote a book about that and then help people do that. And then from that, when they started making money, then they're like, well, hey, now I have money. What do I do with it? And I'm like, oh, great. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> my favorite thing to talk about. So yeah, it's been a fun road. Awesome. So you became a stockbroker. You're managing mm -hmm. people's money, but then you turned to helping businesses grow, thrive, and then figure out how to best manage their money. So what would you say was one of the most important things that you taught other businesses from the beginning? So the most important thing is the importance of cash flow because everybody gets caught up in the gross, especially as entrepreneurs, like, oh, I got to get to this number. And it's like, well, yeah, but you also have to have money going into the business. And then also you have to have money getting out of the business and going into investing for your future. Because a lot of the guys that I deal with, the clients, is they'll be like, oh, you know, I'm just keep reinvesting back in the business, reinvesting back in the business. I'm like, well, that's fine. But what if something bad happens? And then obviously 2020 happened and they're like, oh man, I really should have been listening. I'm like, yeah, you need money outside of your business because if something like that were to happen again and they're like, hey, you can't run your business, you're not essential, you need other funds. So it was kind of a wake up call to a lot of my clients who are like, oh yeah, I really need to do this. So that one is one of the biggest things. And when it comes to financing credit for yourself, what was it like? Because you, you know, obviously you moved to another state, <laughs> to a new city, then you met the person who became your wife, you're starting a family, you're working in business, you're <laughs> investing in different things. So what was your credit and finance journey like? My credit and finance journey was funny because I grew up probably like a lot of people listening to this, you know, middle class, lower middle class where parents, you know, all they talked about was how bad money was, you know, money's evil, money doesn't grow on trees. You know, they were horrible with credit cards. My mom had a horrible problem with, you know, taking us shopping for stuff. And I'm like, we don't need these things. She's like, well, mm -hmm. I just got a credit card. And I'm like, why? Are, even as a kid, oh, I, it didn't make sense to me. Like, why are we doing this? We don't, well, no, we'll just do this. And then seeing her cut up credit cards and having to go through her financial problems. I was like, man, I never want to have credit. 
And so I didn't have any credit, obviously, you know, then I got into college. And of course at college, what's the first thing that we were like, Hey, <laughs> yeah. you want a discover card? Do you want a VC or a MasterCard? And I was like, wait a second, these things are dangerous. So I got to be careful. So I had them, but I really didn't use them in college. I was like, Oh, okay. But I had friends that were, they go on spring break with them. I'm like, this is mm. really weird. So for me, seeing all that stuff kind of scared me, but then I was like, I started talking to people that were good with money and they're like, well, no, you have to use your card. You have to pay them off to get what you build up your credit. Then you get lower rates. And so I have some friends like that where I tell them like, man, you have to establish credit. And they're like, well, I just want to pay cash for everything. I'm like, well, yeah, there's going to come a point where, you know, you need to get a car or you don't have cash or you want to buy a house or you mm-hmm. want to do, you want to get a business loan. It's like, if you don't have, they realize having no credits is bad. You have to have a credit score. And then there's so many ways you can build up a good credit score. And then from there, it gives you more opportunities, more options for things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then you're able to um, use that to create your business and mm-hmm. your lifestyle and, exactly. and leave that day job to do your new day job. <laughs> exactly. Day and night job now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if you could give your past self advice on credit, what would you say? Just make sure you pay that thing off every month because if you don't, it creeps up on you. I've made mistakes. Like I'm not perfect. You know, when I opened my business, I was still working my job and I racked up the first year. I want to say it was over 30 grand in, mm. in credit card debt. And that's not a good number because that interest rate at 18%, 30 grand, that's hard. So I was like, I really messed up because you start to get uncomfortable. Like, oh, you know what? I'll just pay it off a little bit later. And then next, you know, 2000 becomes 5,000, 5,000 becomes 20,000. And you're like, I'm in trouble. <laughs> it's like, I got to fix this. So I would remind my younger self that to pay off, you know, your cards all the time. It's like my son, to give you an example, he's 18 or he just turned, he's 19 now. And he was, we always talk about money and credit and everything like that. And he's like, you know, I told him, he's like, Hey, I want to get an Apple card. I'm like, Hey, it's a great card. You know, cause the Apple card syncs to your phone. It's super easy to use. It's a cool card too, because it has no numbers on it. It just looks cool. But I was like, you have to promise me every month you'll zero the balance out. I said, mm-hmm. what I want you to do is use the card and don't wait 30 days. Like every seven days, send something to that, you know, on Apple pay. It takes five yeah. seconds to make your payment on Apple pay, which is super cool. And for him, he's enjoying it. Cause he feels cool. Like he's building his own credit. Cause we talk a lot about it. I was like, it's like, man, if you want to have a hard life, jack up your credit and mess it all up right now. And then spend the next 10 years fixing it or establish amazing credit. And then when opportunities come around, you're like, Oh yeah, I've got an eight, eight twenty-five, And people are like, you got a what? <laughs> you know? So Damn, really yeah. a lot <laughs> hopefully he listens. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that was actually leading perfectly into um, my next question, which was, how are you teaching your kids or how did you, what age did you start teaching them about money and finance and credit? And what were some of the things that you instilled in them as values in those lessons? As early as I can remember, I was always big about that. Like I would talk to my kids about the stock market, investing, credit, you know, and the importance of credit. I tell him stuff, you know, like, oh, yeah, we're doing. And it's funny because my wife and I have a game. We we have all those, we do this weird, I call them idiosyncrasies, whatever, but like we compete on our credit score. Like it's like, wow. we wanna, it's because <laughs> you know, when we got, we met, she had like not horrible credit, but not good credit because she would, you know, rack up department store debt, rack up all these things because she was, a, you know, an early 20s year old lady. And she's like, Oh, buy this outfit, buy that outfit. And then we started dating and we got more serious. I'm like, what are all these cards? And she's like, Oh, I just pay, I just pay a little bit here and there. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. So yeah, we, we literally, so my son grew up with us. Like, like my wife will clown me when her credit's higher than mine. It's like, you know, and it's just, it's fun. Cause we make it, we try to make it fun. You know, cause it's like credit's boring, but if you like, it's, you make it where it's like the kids see it and they hear you talking about, you know, 800 credit scores and you're like, wow, that's pretty cool. And then so like, I want my son, I'm like, yeah, I want you to have a good credit, you know, and 
and being able to have that ability. Hopefully he never has to use things, but he's going to, he's going to want, he's going to meet a, somebody someday. He's going to get married. He's going to want to buy a house, all these things. And a credit score can, you know, especially with interest rates the way they are now, that yeah. can be a lot of money. If you got a, a bad credit score versus a good credit score, it saves you so much money. Yeah. Well, and I think there are several things that you've mentioned that you use in business practice or when you're advising businesses and entrepreneurs that I think apply very well to families and and people and how they should start thinking about credit too. And a big one that I heard you say was when you get a credit card, make sure that you can pay it off every month. So that means have, you know, don't spend so much that you can't pay it (laughs) off. Make sure it's still within your means, right? Um, So that was a big one that I heard you say. Um, then I love the fact that you're also making credit fun. And I think that's a big challenge because many of us grow up not knowing about credit, not hearing about it. Our parents don't talk about it or they look at money as bad because they don't have good credit scores. So they can't do everything they want to do. So I love the fact that you've instilled some fun and some competition to try to (laughs) show that it doesn't have to be so scary necessarily. It can be something that you should just have joy in and you can yeah. use when you, when you have the right number, you can use it for the right things. Exactly. It's powerful. Yeah. So I know there are a couple of things that you and I've chatted about before that were ways that people could start saving money too. Um, and that money that's saved could go towards building up, just having money in the bank for emergencies or being able to pay off the, you know, debt and and credit, what were some of those, um, what are some of those tips and tricks that you use with clients that can be applied to families too? My favorite thing is just how automation has changed so much in the last couple of years. Like I think we'd use an example before, like Robinhood, love them or hate them for investing. They mm. completely change the game for people. It's like some people are like, well, yeah, they, they charge more for order flow and all that stuff. That's a whole nother conversation. But I mean, they made all these brokerage firms basically go zero commissions. So if you want to buy stocks at zero, but what I, tell people is start creating automations now. Like if you have, obviously if you have your credit card link, it immediately go into your account and set up, you know, an automatic payment because you might get busy and you're on vacation. That's the first way to ruin your credit is miss a payment. And you're like, Oh my God, I missed the payment. I forgot. So if you're listening and you have a credit card or you're getting a credit card, first thing you do is set up automatic transfer. So it's like, you never worry about the bill. It just automatically pays itself. And you're like, well, I don't want to set up to pay this statement balance at the minimum, make sure it pays the minimum payment. That way, if you you're on vacation, you come back and you see an email. It's like, Hey, you just paid $87 that your Apple card. You're like, Oh my God, I forgot about my Apple card. I still owe 300 bucks. So then you mm. jump on in there and pay another one and then start creating a savings account. Like you were saying is, you know, start having even a small amount of money and automate it from your checking your savings and start building up that emergency fund. And then when you get the emergency fund, pay down debt. Then when you have that paid down, then create an automation. If you have kids for college savings account or for you or your spouse, IRAs, health savings accounts. And the coolest thing is you can start creating these. It looks like a machine almost. You start creating all these automations, just build on top of each other. And then they just run. And that's, that's my biggest hack to everybody is just automate everything because us as humans, it's like, we're going to mess stuff up. We're going to freak it. It's going to be inconvenient. It's like, oh, I don't want to move that $200 this week. But if it just moves automatically, then in six weeks, you're like, hey, there's $1,200 in that account. Where'd that come from? I don't remember doing that. (laughs) You know, it's like, that's one of the biggest things I get from clients. They're like, it's so weird to like, look at my account and there's money in it. I'm like, because I didn't do anything. I'm like, yeah, you just set it up one time and you just let it go. (laughs) It's fun. I love hearing people say, tell me that. That's super rewarding. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that hack and the idea of automation. Um, cause I think that's something that I know I personally always worry about is like, okay, I have all my credit card, like credit cards or other bills, like in an Excel spreadsheet with deadlines, <laughs> but I'm not always going to be looking at that spreadsheet. Exactly. So if you set up those automations, 
Um, and again, you have to make sure that you're not spending so much money that you can't cover that with what you yeah. have in the bank. <laughs> um, but setting up those automations and even Robinhood. So um, can you set up automations where you put mm-hmm. money immediately into your Robinhood account as well? Oh yeah, they 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 made it super easy. Like I tell people, oh. like when when clients will start, and you know, just as a disclaimer, not giving financial advice, you can use Fidelity, Schwab, Ameritrade, Robinhood. We I mean, there's all kinds, but I tell people Robinhood made the easiest app on earth. That's why everybody loves it. You know, mm-hmm. it's the easiest thing I've ever used. It's a super just click click click. You can really be up and running, create an account, and then set up an automatic transfer from your savings to your Robinhood, and then say okay. On the fifteenth of each month, buy this this mutual fund based on the age I want to retire, or buy the S and P five hundred, like Warren Buffett says to do. Hmm. It, you can create all these automations inside there, so that's a, another level another level of automation that gets you to that place you want to be someday. Wow! Um, and just from your journey as a parent um, and a successful business owner who has helped many other people create successful businesses. What other advice do you have for our audience listening today, whether it's for their families or they're an entrepreneur um, trying to make sure that they have the right amount of money saved or the right credit or the right financial systems put into place? The biggest thing is, is just start now. I always hear the biggest one I hear people all the time is they tell me like, oh man, I should have started this 10 years ago or 20 years ago. And I'm like, well, you didn't. So start it now. And they're like, well, I'm going to wait until and I'm like, until what? Until you're 70? Wow. <laughs> it's like, just start. And people will be like, well, I don't have that much money. I'm like, well, do you have a dollar a day? There's 20 average, average month has 21 business days. Do you have a dollar a day? They're like, well, yeah, that's nothing. I'm like, well, it's more than you're doing right now. And then I just wanted to get started because once you start and you start seeing that momentum, you're like, okay, I did a dollar. That's 22. Okay. Now I did $5. That's 105. And then you start building these accounts up and then it gives you more options when you start getting older. And then you can go into these places. I think we had talked about um, the other podcast was don't be afraid to walk into a Fidelity or a Schwab or an Ameritrade. You don't need a million dollars to go in there. They want to help people out. They want people to grow accounts. Go in there and be like, hey, I'm new to investing. I want to get a brokerage account or an IRA account. Can you help me? And they'll go through and they have like the most crazy tools that'll like go through and look at your risk tolerance and tell you like, oh, you're risky or you're super conservative. This is, and they'll spit out model portfolios and like, well, hey, you should do this. And they have things that are so simple to like, hey, you're say you're listening to this right now and you're 25 years old and it's like you want to retire in 40 years. They have funds that basically are designed for somebody who's gonna retire 40 years from now. So they'll be like, so today's 2022. So it'll be like the that's so weird to say the 2062 yeah. <laughs> fund, which is crazy, but it'll actually manage the money for you and you can automate transfers to it and it just makes it so easy. But yeah, don't be afraid to to go into places like that. That's one thing I tell people is get past that limiting belief. A lot of people listen, probably have that like, oh, you know, I didn't grow up with money. I don't understand it. It's intimidating. You know, yeah. you got to be rich to go any places. You don't just, they, they, they want to help people. They have, they got to do work. It's like, they'll help you. Yeah. Now I love that. So automate, 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 mm-hmm. automate everything. Cause hey. I'm guilty of it. I, I, you know, I'll get like, oh, I forgot to do this. or I forgot to do that. Or I wasn't going to do this thing. And it's like, but I have so many automations. I, I joke off my wife. Cause we did, um, I think it was a couple of years ago because my daughter has autism. So we had to do a special mm-hmm. needs trust and all this stuff. We had to go through and do a will and all these things planning. You're like everybody's death. I'm like, this was a horribly weird experience. But then I was like, man, I got to put somewhere in the, in the will where all my automations are because you're oh, going to be wow. like, what is going yeah. on? It's like, there's money coming. <laughs> it's just bouncing around. It's like the matrix. So I, I told her I'm going to get it made like a little drawing that has like where things go to and who to contact if something were to happen to me. Cause you know, I, I built a super, I just, it looks complex now, but I just started with one automation. It literally was checking the savings. And now I have, I don't even know how many automations I have running right now. Amazing. Just, just feed the machine and just let it go, build velocity. 
Wow. Well, and talk, speaking about your daughter, I imagine that the way that, and I know with autism, there are so many different levels of what kids can do or not do and understand, but I'm imagining that you've been trying to having conversations with her as well about yeah. money and finance, but they might look a little different than the conversations with your son. Yeah. Anybody who's listening to this as a special needs child knows it's, it's definitely different. It's like, and I've tried everything. Like I try to teach, teach her about money and stuff like that. And she's not at the cognitive level to understand it. Mm. So she's 17 going on like six. Oh, wow. Yeah. But she gets a little better each year and everything like that. So it's weirder now. So like people that have special needs kids like ours is you have to, you have to do some of the plan. I should say all the planning for them. Like, Hey, if this happens, this goes here, this goes here, this trust is here. And then creating things like that. So yeah, the conversations are a lot different, unfortunately. And I hope someday that she understands it. You know, Mm -hmm. I always try to like, you know, if we go to the store, it's like I hand her my debit card and I'm like, you'll pay for the stuff. And she's and she'll pay for the stuff. And then oh. you know, it's like trying to teach her how to use things, but the process, she doesn't have it yet. You know, and maybe yeah. someday she will. I mean, I hope yeah. she does. Even just basic level would be cool, but you know, it's it's definitely a different battle when you're dealing with special needs. Yeah. Wow. Well, I really appreciate you coming on today and sharing some really um quick but easy to implement tips. For anybody, whether they're talking to their kids about automate, you know, I mean, you could do that for your kids. You could have a bank account set up for them and automate, even if it's a dollar a day, as as uh, we've talked about before, oh, yeah. just to start showing them what money looks like and compound interest and all of that, or whether you're trying to do it for yourself. Um, so automations, make sure that you're not spending money, um, not spending more money than what you can pay off on your cards. But That's do the use the cards one. because you need, yeah, it's a very hard one. That's the hard um, one. Because you do need to build up your credit. So you do need to use credit to build it up. Um, and, and those were two of the biggest takeaways I got. Uh, there was there were a couple more in there that I'm like blanking on right now. <laughs> yeah, I have to go back and listen a couple of times. I, I talk fast and I get excited because to me, it's one of my favorite subjects because I grew up, it was taboo. Like you didn't talk about money. And I'm yeah. like, you know, and then I, I got, I started working as a broker and I started seeing like real money. And I'm like, Whoa, this is insane. These guys, and then you talk to people on the phone, and they were just regular people that worked at GM for 40 years and they're multimillionaires now. And I'm like, well, how did you even do this? And they're like, they just take money out of my check every two weeks. And 40 years later, I just do whatever I want to do. And it's like, that's why I tell people, it's like, you know, you've got to just start and, but talk about money. Don't be scared about it. Talk to your kids about it. You know, make it a fun thing where it's like, talk to them about, you know, your hopes and your dreams and your hopes and dreams for them and, and money, just have that conversation. Cause like, for me, I didn't have any real money conversations. So I was 26 years old. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I said, I started so far behind, you know, and my kids, I want them to have like my son, especially cause you know, he's can do everything. It's like, I want him to have like a huge head start on me. It's like, yeah. you know, some people are like, like you were saying before, some parents, like they feel guilty, like they didn't do something. So they almost hold their kid back unintentionally where I'm like, I tell them all the time. I said, my only goal in life is for you to do better than me. Yeah. I, I want you to like crush everything I've ever done in my life, then buy me a really nice car and a vacation <laughs> place and we're awesome. cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds lovely. Um, now a question I didn't ask you, if you had a hundred thousand dollars today, tax-free, what would you do with it? it uh, Paul now or Paul when he was younger? Uh, Paul now. Well, you can give both. You can talk about both if you want. Yeah. Cause now would be a different situation, but if I was younger, I would, I tell people, you know, to one thing I was super guilty. I was not enjoying things. So if you said like a hundred thousand dollars, I would take like 5,000 and put it into a fun account where it's just like going to do whatever we want to do, go on a trip, go whatever, you know, put like uh, another five or 10,000 in an emergency account and the rest I would just invest. 
Nice. Yes. And that's the you, Paul nowadays? No, that'd be the younger Paul. That would be the younger Paul? What would the Paul today do? <laughs> the Paul today would, I want to see, yeah, the Paul today <laughs> would literally uh, buy into other businesses. That's like my big oh, passion nice. right now. That, yeah, that's like my, I'm at the age now where it's like, it's so funny because I don't know if it was you and I, we talked about like, I had this 40 year plan and it's like, I'm only halfway through it. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm halfway through my plan. So I'm like, I got to get to this next phase of my life. And my next phase of my life is like, I can't work more than I'm working now. So I've learned through other mentors and people that I, I work with, like buying into other businesses creates more cash flow. So I was like, yeah. So if you get, if I had a hundred thousand extra dollars now, I would just buy into other businesses and then just get checks every three months. Nice. That sounds lovely. Maybe I'll be there someday. It's the phase, the next phase of life. <laughs> awesome. Paul, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, and it, it, absolutely. And if any of our um, listeners want to find you, learn more about how you help entrepreneurs get your book, you know, what's the best way to find you? My favorite's Instagram. You can go to Instagram.com forward slash P-A-U-L period H-A-L-M-E or my website paulhalmby.com. Uh, Instagram, I usually try to give about, you know, different tips, you know, nice. for investing, for money, for travel hacking. That's another one of my favorites. And another thing with credit that we really didn't have time to go into, but it's like when you're, when you're careful with your cards and you use them through the right companies, you can get so many benefits. Like mm. I get so many free plane tickets. Obviously I couldn't do much for the last two years, but <laughs> you know, I'm a huge fan of travel hacking, you know, using credit, you know, and I saw, so I'll, nice. I'll post stuff like that, teach people how to do stuff like that. Cause that's fun. There's nothing better than, you know, flying somewhere first class for like $17. Wow. It's like, yeah. yeah. It's the yeah. best. Uh, well, well, we'll have to, yeah, we'll have to dig into that a little bit more. I'll have to bring you back on so that we That'd can just, just talk about travel hacks using credit or other reward hacks you can use. Yeah. I've got some good ones that I've done. Awesome. <laughs> well, I'll look forward to that. Um, Paul, thank you so much for coming on. I know that Every, when we speak, I get really inspired. I'm like, okay, I need to go automate everything right now. <laughs> everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, so I hope our audience got a lot of value as well. I'm sure they did. Good. And we'll make sure they all know how to reach out to you. Awesome. And thanks for having me. Absolutely. And to our audience, thanks for coming back for another week of giving credit. We'll be back again in two weeks. This podcast has been brought to you by Kitty Credit a mobile app designed to educate children on the credit system by completing chores. Now available in the App Store and on Google Play. For more information, go to kiddiecredit.com. K-I-D-D-I-E-K-R-E-D-I-T.com. Kitty Credit, get it, kitty.